ever find, the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. WXIM Stadium Experience, Jake Elmsley. Halfway through the 4 o'clock hour here, 4.30, and we've been talking NFL free agency, Patriot stuff, yada, 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 yada. But now we're going to get to the real uh, real meat and potatoes of things here. Joining us here today, once again, one of my my favorite internet personalities we have joining us to, I suppose, ruminate on some of the more comical, comical occurrences here in the last week or so, and really the whole last year and a half in the NFL. Joining me now is one Mr. Urinating Tree. And how are you, sir? I'm doing good, my man. How are you, Jake? Good. Thank you for coming here on the show today. Once again, big fan of your work. Very happy to have you here. And I suppose what I want to open with here, and this is something that you're known for talking about, and maybe we come from slightly different perspectives on this, but I delight in seeing the implosion of the Steelers. Not only because it's some chalked up Patriot Steelers rivalry, which I don't really think exists, but just because to me, the organization really does stand for everything. At least the fan base does stand for everything. Well, the organization too. Everything I just kind of hate about pro sports in a lot of ways. I mean, you're not alone in that, unfortunately. Like, a lo- if you look around the league, a lot of teams are dancing to the demise of the Steelers right now. How they got played by two of the guys they tried to coddle just throughout their organization and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. I mean, let's be real. They created those monsters. They oh, didn't just start on their own. Their bizarre, their bizarre culture of a reverse accountability is what I call it. Of course. I mean, Antonio Brown got his own, didn't he have to sleep at the dorms in training camp? He showed up late to meetings. Antonio Brown showed up late. I mean, sorry, Le'Veon showed up late to meetings. I mean, they got away with a lot of shit. Tweeted at 2 a.m. on the night of a playoff game. Don't forget about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Round two. (laughs) And then then lost the playoff game. Don't forget about the uh, the old Jets. Hey, hey, Le'Veon will get his round two. He'll probably lose it, too, with the Jets. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But, so... And it's been, really, once again, it's been delightful. It's been a delightful saga to watch. It's been delightful because, once again, to me, really both sides of this are so unlikable, but in such polar opposite ways. And on mm-hmm. what? And on one side, you have, you know, obviously you have Le'Veon and Antonio Brown who match, you know, every Hardo's, you know, really, really nightmare of what the, what the me, all about me pro athlete would be. And on the other side of that, you have, um, you have the Steelers. And the Roonies, who hold on to some completely contrived idea of culture and accountability and, you know, the, the Steelers way of doing things here. And, of course... The Steelers way has been dead for 15 years. Yes. Or and, more. Come on. <laughs> no, exactly. But that's the thing. But they hold on to that. And I, I just hate it. I, I hate watching people lie to themselves. That's my least favorite thing in the world is just fake hardoism. Honestly. Like, that is the number one thing I hate to see in sports. And, I, and yet I delight in seeing it. Flail, like yet seeing it like seeing the Steelers come out and be like hey we're wrong you're right we're hypocrites I'd hate that I kind of just prefer this uh, I, 
they're never going to do that, though. No, exactly. So, and I prefer to see a see a grown man come out and refer to 52 other grown men as children compared to this other grown man who is, of course, the the vestige of really anybody who who sports fans will describe as classy. I hate. <laughs> Just like the usage of the word classy, like, oh, no, Ben, ben Roethlisberger, classy guy. You know, Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. though, classy guy. You can't just uh, you can't just trade Joe Flacco for anything because that wouldn't be classy. Well, we're going to trade him. Anyway. Gonna, the, the second somebody calls, we're going to be like, oh, oh, somebody wants to trade for him. Well, Joe Flacco was past the Ravens' plans. I mean, they've gone full bore into Lamar Jackson, and Joe Flacco has that awful contract they signed after that big year, so. They hated Joe Flacco for a long time because he would always disappoint. Yeah, no, he just hasn't done anything. Now he's Denver's problem, and it's like, oh boy, <laughs> fun. No, like I'm, I'm shocked that they, and I want to keep it on the Steelers. But yeah, like I, I was shocked when I saw that they got anything for him. In all honesty, because there are plenty of other mediocre quarterbacks who have at least started games. Like they like had. John Elway loves his tall quarterbacks. If they you're have. over six foot three, he will love the shit out of you. Well, hey, Flacco's what six five, something. I mean, Osweiler's still out there. Like, if he wants to run that back, like Osweiler's still out there. Like, they they had their own lame quarterback in Case Keenum. Like, Tyrod they brought back Osweiler once. They did, and <laughs> you it, remember, and it worked for like two games. And they had him start a game, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and then he started for the Dolphins and was winning for a little while, and nobody knew what was what was real and what wasn't. But to go back to the Steelers, it. It's great because, like, there was a point when I do tend to try to side with the players in most things. In the end, like, it's it's millionaires versus billionaires. I'm going to, as a common man myself, I'm going to try and side with the, I guess, less, you know, less laughably wealthy people. So usually I try to side with players, and usually I, I end up staying that way. But my God. My God, do Le'Veon and Tony both handled it very, very poorly. Do they not make it the hardest thing in the world to be like, yeah, like fight for you know to for your own autonomy? It's great. They just make it so hard. No, they're not even fighting for their fellow players. No, 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 it's all about for themselves. Like Antonio Brown did not do that to create a new uh, pioneer for like you know like Reggie White in free agency Mm -hmm. or. Like, I mean, something even with the franchise tag. They did it for their own wallets and pockets. They didn't do it for, like, any sort of solidarity. And not to go and Tony, to... Like, Le'Veon's rapping about how he wants, like, $60 million or, like, or, like or 15 mil a year. Like, come on. You can't root for, like, somebody who does that shit. No, you can't, you can't root for the guy when he's releasing a rap album at noon. I mean, at midnight, the night of the... Th- it's just so hard. Like they just, and I really want to, because I really, because I really, really want to be on the side that's against, you know, job of the slot and you know, the Steelers and the Roonies. But it's like ah, uh, mm-hmm. other side is the other side of that equation. It's just you have kind of just the worst ends, but the, the worst side, well, the worst version of both ends of the spectrum, and it's just. Which which makes it delightful to watch, by the way, and it's gonna be delightful now to watch like all three, all three major entities in this flail around next year and probably not make the playoffs. So I mean, that like sounds about right. It's exciting. So I mean, like in the end, like no nobody wins except for I. Which, <laughs> which it, it, 
it's it, whoever wins are the people who want to watch the world burn. Yes, and that's, that's me. Really, what it comes down to. Yes, no, that's a hundred percent me. So, th- like this, this is wonderful for me. Like this is, like this. But no, you're right. Like Antonio Brown did run the risk of setting what is not a great precedent for those of us, you know, for those out there who still hold on to the idea that athletes, you know, are not entities onto themselves, which is not me criticizing athletes, by the way. I think you should do everything possible that's as selfish as possible, like every other human in any other profession would do. But you do, and you see Odell get traded, and then almost immediately they're like, well, he might just pull an Antonio Brown and say like, hey, give me more money. I want it. That's how everyone's going to do it now, because now you see like they he ran hop shot on them. No, he did. And technically, like, they didn't want to deal with, like, you know, Antonio Brown pulling that shit. Because if you remember, they had a deal ready to go with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I, I And then he said, nope, I ain't going. Which I don't blame, which would have yeah. been the the funniest, the funniest scenario. And I'm, I'm sad that didn't happen because that, that's the, I mean, I guess the Raiders are kind of also a really funny place for him to end up. But, like, the Bills, oh, my God, can you imagine yeah. all that posturing? Oh, he would have been miserable. Mr. There, Big, would have been lovely. Mr. Big Chest with the Bills Mafia. Oh. Like TO 2.0. But no, but he's with the Bills. You have Le'Veon with the Jets. They can send Roethlisberger to like the Dolphins. <laughs> just for good measure. Just send the entire just send the entire like, hey, listen, we said we weren't gonna trade to the Patriots. We'll trade to the rest of the division. I mean, eh, fine. Well, lo- the Steelers will load up the AFC East to slow down the Patriots. <laughs> but, and you see, and it's also even better because not only did Antonio Brown handle this poorly, the Steelers also handled really both these players, but more recently, just as like in terms of asset management, handled Antonio oh, Brown so poorly. So poorly. Yeah. The Steelers organization looks completely spineless. Like and it's not even that. It's just because the fa- all they really need to say is you keep your goddamn mouth shut. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Nah, I don't care. Nope. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, but I nobody's here. I'm on radio. It's no. not at FCC. None of the bosses are in oh, today. It's sorry. fine. I, I didn't. I didn't bring you on but, expecting. Uh, expecting. Expecting a G rating. So don't you worry. Don't worry. I won't be throwing f bombs. Try but, not to. <laughs> but, uh, but I. What I wanted to say was, you keep your mouth shut, mm-hmm. and we'll trade you. That's all you got to say. If you don't. You're going to stick here, and you're going to be miserable. And you can hold out, do whatever you want. Sorry. That's how the rules are. Although, at the very least, if he doesn't do that, which he's not doing, which is another thing, another another kind of trend I want to talk about that I'm noticing recently, but even if he's doing it and he's saying, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, that doesn't mean that you as the organization need to then also say, yep, we're going to trade him, and we want him gone by free agency. Because what does that do to Antonio Brown's value? Plummets. Oh, it plummets it. Doesn't matter who like the player is. His own value. It could be Larry Fitzgerald demanding he wants a new contract. He's gonna play. They're gonna play by his rules. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry. Like it's gonna turn off a bunch of teams. And even if Antonio Brown's doing nothing, even if it's Larry Fitzgerald in his prime, if it's any player, and you go like, we're gonna trade him, and we're gonna trade him by then. Guess what? Teams are not going to give you anything, and that's how you end up getting <laughs> a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick, which, by the way, I didn't edit the audio down of this, but two weeks ago, I said that was what they were going to get for him, and people called me crazy. I was like, they're not getting anything for him. They're getting a third at most and change. 
you knew deep down that they were probably going to get an underwhelming return, but we were hoping for at least a second. No, you weren't. You would I never. Mean, my, my foolish optimism was saying like, okay, let's trade him for two first round picks. Yeah. No, never. Never. Well, no, nobody gets you two first round picks in the NFL anymore because these teams probably I mean, rightfully. Khalil Mack is the only one. Not, but even then, even he went for a fir- two firsts, and then they had to send a second with him. So is that even two firsts? Like that's a first and change at that point. Like that's a first, and you move up twenty spots. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not even really a, like, even that wasn't two firsts, and that's a generational player at in the prime of his career at one of the most expensive positions in the NFL. And even he mm-hmm. gets a first and then moving up on a second, really. So you're not going to get that for Antonio Brown, who not even to get into, like, you know, past 30, a lot of usage, yada, 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 yada. Guy who... Demands a trade. I'm like, yeah, you're not getting anything. Like, you're not getting like what they got. I think was well, wasn't a good return because they absolutely effed up the entire situation. So the Steelers get no credit in this situation. But that, and then also, you have to pay him twenty one million in dead cap. It just gets better. Which, yeah, which like I watched your video on this last night, which they only have because they made his money a signing bonus to franchise Le'Veon. Why on earth do they not trade? That's why it's hard to be a fan of this organization. Like, why do they not trade Le'Veon? Like last year, why is why why do you sit on Le'Veon? Like, why are they so willing to just you know buck up and not? They couldn't trade him because he wasn't officially under contract. Ah, He had to go to the um, the headquarters and sign the tag. That's why they couldn't trade him. The right thing would have probably been to be a transition tag, Mm -hmm. and then they had the right to match or like give up. So all but, you really get are like, you know, a third and a fifth this year, a third next year for Le'Veon. Yeah. And $21 million in dead cap. But, hey, how do you like that uh, that Steve Nelson signing? Eh? Got the nickel. Well, I mean, got it's the, secondary help. Apparently pro football focus likes him. Got the nickel corner from one of the worst secondaries in the league from last year. So. Well, Pro Football Focus I ranked him as number 36 corner in the league, so at least he may be better than Artie Burns. <laughs> oh God! Like it? No, like it's. I, I once again, I delight in this. Like this, I could just sit here and I could, I do do this. Right? I could. I don't know if you. Look, I probably never listen to the show, but I sit here and I will. I'll just. I, I will pick a team I don't like, and I'll just sit here and just go off because it's because because all the NFL teams are stupid, but like the Steelers, they make it so easy. They really do make it easy. Like, it's just. Sadly, it makes it easy even for me. Like, I mean, people like wonder, it's like, are you even a fan of this team? And like. You're a fan of the idea. I grew up with these fuckers. I'm sorry. You're a fan of the notion of the team. You're a fan of. But it's just. Oh, God. Isn't it just delightful? Like, it's delightful. Like, it's delightful to look as an outsider and look as this team had once again, two of the two of the best players and. Oh, not to even mention that Le'Veon Bell lost a ton of money on this. Like, not, not even not even to get into that. Oh, but, but, but he got guaranteed money. He got $35 million guaranteed, and apparently that's a win, even though, like, his, you know, like he lost 14.5 last year. I mean, even if you sit out half the year, you have, like, a half year of a resume, you'd probably make more money. And then, no. like, he didn't have anyone come. He didn't have anywhere near the offers. He took less AAV. And frankly, I mean, he, the Steelers even had like even even if it's a rolling like guarantee, he would have been on the roster for two years, so he only got two million dollars more guarantee. No, and you're right, and like, and like, no, you look at the contract, and in the end, the contract he got him like, and even me who does not like the idea of paying a running back more than like four million dollars, if that, 
I look at that and I'm like, that's ah, kind of a deal. Jet, Jets kind of got a bargain there. I don't think. That's I think it's the New York Jets. I'm sorry. I think it, no, I think it's stupid to sign him. It's gonna blow up in their faces, but and they would have been better the thing off. Thing with Le'Veon is he needs a great offensive line. His mm-hmm. main strength is his vision. He doesn't really have breakaway speed. He doesn't have like killer jukes. But he's also have a year of rust. But as I said, he's used to like sitting behind a line, letting them make the holes, and then making his move. That's what made him one of the best running backs in the league for a couple of years. The Jets don't have anywhere near the line the Steelers do. Well, hey, they got they got the Kekilimale Ozmeli from the Oh, uh, Kenichi Ozmeli. That sounds right. Oh, the that, Raiders guy. That sounds closer. It, Traded him yeah. and then went and got a bunch of receivers so they can have no line and a bunch of receivers, said the Raiders, I, I guess. And I've actually liked the offseason the Jets are having, by the way, not the shit here. Like, the Jets have been doing a great job up until they spent a bunch of money on a running back that they don't need. But, I mean, Jamison Crowder was one of my favorite players in free agency. I wanted him in New England, honestly. I mean, I, I also really liked Anthony Barr, and I was like, wow, what a signing. Then, you know, that that... You know, he went to the Vikings again. Jet, so. jet, Jet's going to yeah. Jet. And then they went, oh, Whippy, we have all this money. Let's go spend it on, on Le'Veon. Let's go throw it at Le'Veon because we don't like to look two years. Because this is Madden. When you end up with money, you just throw it at the first guy who pops up. Mm-hmm. Position of need or not. So, yeah. Anything else about the Steelers that's laughable besides the fact that they probably still think they're going to make the playoffs? Well, let's put it this way. We won the Anthony Chicolo war between the Patriots and Steelers. Two years, four million per year. Woohoo. Oh, Anthony Chicolo. And we Chicolo. also uh, kept uh, Bud Dupree for ten million, so fucking kill us. Oh good, Bud Dupree. Good. And the law Yeah, the, I know. Like he's 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 gonna get it nowhere near the quarterback again. He's he's one of fifty he's one of like eighteen guys that the Steelers draft in the first two rounds between like twenty fourteen and twenty eighteen that I'm told are good pass rushers that I've never heard do anything. Well, pretty much. I like mean, T.J. Watt's like very hit or miss. People sure say he's good because of his last name. I've sure heard that T.J. Watt is good. He's had some really good games, but there are times where he just vanishes. So, yeah, Steelers definitely still think they're going to make the playoffs. It's going to be fun watching uh, Tomlin get fired and watching uh, Roethlisberger quit halfway through the year and blame Mason Rudolph. And God, it's going to be so Well, f- let's put it this way. A lot of us. Um, Pittsburghers have wanted Tomlin gone for a while. They feel like he's gotten too lax. He's squandered a lot of talent. And, I mean, let's put it this way. They get tired of playing down to your competition nearly every single game. Oh, John, trust me. I, 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 I delight in it. I, 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 oh. I, routinely, I, I routinely point out when the Steelers lose to, like, a 6-10 and 10 team. I, I delight. Yeah. Delight. Yeah, we treated Pittsburgh beating New England like we won the Super Bowl. It was like a cathartic victory. Oh, and I'm sure it was. this was our organizational dignity. It was also it probably the worst game I've watched the Patriots play in like two years. Yeah, I was sitting there like, how the hell? I mean, they look like trash. Like, oh, all garbage. Like, I mean, the Miami Miracle, Detroit Massacre, Pittsburgh. I mean, New York Buffalo. You were looking like, yeah, they're going to get knocked the hell out they, in the second round. They almost lost to the Bills. Remember that? Remember when? Remember when? When Derek Anderson had them on the ropes. Oh yeah, and then uh, he threw a pick six, and then didn't then didn't try to chase down Devin McCourty even a little bit. Like he just kind of like cussing on that play, I think. But. He kind of jogged yeah. behind Devin McCourty lightly, and then they brought in Matt Bryant. Oh, the Bills are wonderful. Oh, the Bills. Matt are, Bryant. 
They did. They brought in Matt God Bryant. Bless the old men kickers. No, no, Matt Barkley, not Matt Bryant, the kicker. Jesus Christ, Matt oh, Barkley. Matt Barkley, uh, the USC product. Who I'll never forget was at one point projected to be the number one pick in that in the draft, and then didn't enter the draft for some reason. There was a brief period when Matt Barkley was a hot prospect. Oh yeah, in USC. Everybody was like, "Gotta look out for Matt Barkley. He's gonna come out of college, and you're all gonna want him." And then he did, and nobody wanted him, and they were right to think so. And then him and Brian Hoyer. And he's an NFL journeyman. You can make some money in that sort of. Oh no, God! I wish it's like it's like being a mediocre baseball player. You can do it for like 15 years. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like some team will cut you and be like, "Hey, you still want to like be our coach?" Like, and Brian Hoyer becomes the OC of the Patriots in like two years, and it doesn't make a difference at all. Oh uh, no, no! What's going to happen is that Brian Hoyer is going to get the credit, like most of your coordinators do, and then he'll be hired by a team that thinks he's going to get some of that Belichick match. Yes, no, yeah, happens every time. I I did a whole segment. I did a I did I did a half an hour on that a couple weeks ago. And how no, the fact that Bill Belichick, what he does is his coaches are not real people. He kidnaps babies, like like the Jedi Order. He has a secret education center. He schools them all on fullbacks and like the wing tee and Navy footage from the forties until they reach maturity. Then he gives them a fake family and he hires into his coaching staff. And then when he leaves, he just like concusses them or something that they can't or like lobotomizes them or something. So they can't spread the secrets. <laughs> it's the simplest thing. It's the most, it's the most obvious thing in the world and teams just keep doing it. It's, it's wonderful. Like Brian Flores is now going to bring in. Like a bunch of guys from new England and then, yeah. Go win five games, and then they'll still they'll still keep Tanner Hill for some reason because they still haven't gotten rid of him. Still on the roster. I figured they cut him already. Because but. their real target, who was Tyrod Taylor, by the way, got signed by the Chargers as so, backup. So Tyrod Taylor, Geno Smith. So Tyrod Taylor passed up the chance to start. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the Chargers like we really need to bring in these mobile QBs to emulate our starter in case he goes down. <laughs> we need somebody who can emulate that or those river shakes. But no, it's like the NFL is wonderful. This this has been a, this has been a phenomenal off season. Like it's been a it's great, been very juicy. It has. Juicy. It's, it's been wonderful. And then another team that I've been looking at that's been like I'm he- scratching my head about has been the Kansas City Chiefs. They're weird. What are they, they doing? Bolster their secondary, but the yet obliterate their own pass rush. Yes, and they cut Justin Houston, who was one of their best defenders, supposedly to retain the money to sign D Ford. And then they're like, "Oh no, D Ford." I, I don't know what happened. I, I mean, I didn't see anything that D Ford was being like giving him trouble. That he really didn't well, want. Kansas to... City was ready to kill him, like the city was after that offside. Yeah, of course, play. Of course. And... That's probably what I was. Saying. He's there, Steve Bartman. Like, okay, <laughs> go away. <laughs> and then they trade him for. But then, they... why do you get rid of Houston? He just got injured. Because it's Kansas City. And now they got a second. And I'm like, well, if the returns, you know, I don't like the move, but if the returns good, maybe I'll get it. I got a second round pick. They got a second, just a flat second. For freaking so yeah, so and Eric Berry, they just released him. I literally just got that notification like ten minutes ago. So they released Eric Berry. Yeah, which I mean, like, well, why they, he's there with their best safety, even with like the health issues, even with the uh, half of a leg. Mm-hmm. Just amputate him below the knee, and still, yeah, still probably gonna be your best 
player in your second. I mean, they they got they got the honey badger now. Yep, Tyron Matthew. I think they've got somebody else too. I forget. I I don't I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, so I don't I don't know what they'd like to do. They're certainly not trying to maximize that of Pat Mahomes rookie deal window. No, it's just gonna be they're gonna make him chuck balls repeatedly. That's what it's gonna come down to. Well, At this a- time they may have a secondary, but they'll have no pass rush. But like how much how much of an improvement did they really make to their secondary if they lost their second best corner and Eric Berry and added the honey badger? Like it feels kinda kinda lateral. Uh. And then lost your whole pass rush. And your center. And your center, too, by the way. And Mitch Morse. That, too. So. Where do you go? Giants, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the Giants aren't the signing Giants? it. Uh, I think it was the Jets? The Bills? Maybe. I'm not sure. Was it the Bills? Oh, it was the Bills. It was the Bills. Yeah. Yes, it was the Bills. I remember that now. Because Matt Paradise went to the. Went to the Panthers. Yes. Because the Jets what... butt fumbled that one. Yes. Because they really needed linemen for yes. Mr. Le'Veon Bell. And for Mr. Sam Darnold. Who, but, mm, you know, it, they, it's like doctors say, three out of four teams don't know how to sport a young quarterback. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, Ferguson, they're thinking Debrickashaw Ferguson and Nick Mangle are coming through that door and they're primed again. They right. aren't. Maybe. Jason Witten came back. Yeah, that's because he sucks at Monday Night Football. <laughs> And he just wanted the least embarrassing out possible. And he decided coming out of retirement was somehow the most dignified thing. Because yeah, athletes... He, yeah, I mean, he looked old last year. Dear God, how's he going to look this year? Yes, because yeah, because the most dignified thing imaginable is usually an athlete coming out of retirement in their late 30s. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, remember remember Bullets MJ? That well, bu- Bullets MJ only came back because he was able to control their personnel decisions. Because he was the GM and when I got an idea, I got a signing. Mm-hmm. And then yelled at Kwame Brown. And then yelled at all of his draft picks. <laughs> yep. And then immediately feuded with Kwame Brown and realized that he may have made a couple of tragic mistakes. Mm-hmm. And now... And then he went to the Hornets and drafted Adam Morrison and is doing the same shit. And they just let it keep going. And they're like, yeah, keep it up, MJ. Keep it up. You own the team. We gave you the team. This this is what the league... So I can't wait to see like what franchise LeBron buys and then tries to LeBron it somehow. Probably the Cavs. Like when LeBron still tries to act somehow like he's on... Like he runs the team like he's still on the team. Oh, don't worry. He will. Like, he won't. Like, there's no chance LeBron that, brings. That, that personality of an athlete never really turns off. Like, there's a 0% so, chance when LeBron runs a team, he will bring any star players onto that team. Because that will distract from LeBron. No, he'll try and bring them in, but then he'll blame them and fire everyone who doesn't give him his way. He'll be the coach. He'll be the coach by, like, year two. The owner coach. I mean, why not? Like, anybody can be an NBA coach. Literally anybody. Anybody. Not to get too into anybody can be an NBA coach. Like, anybody can be an NBA coach. But the another team that's fun to point and laugh at is the um is what's growingly becoming the New York Browns. Oh dear God! Because I forgot about it, but Uh... but Cleveland's actually made two trades with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Olivier the, Vernon for Kevin Zeitler. Which was a bizarre deal for the Browns to make. I hate that deal, but I don't hate it, but I don't give up linemen ever. 
at any point because there's like 18 offensive linemen. You don't linemen. give up good linemen. There's like 18. Yes, of course. There's 18 good. There's like 18 good old linemen on the planet for some godforsaken reason. Because nobody can figure out how to, how to teach somebody how to stand up and push something. But the Odell Beckham trade, which. Really, oh, by the way, uh, just bra- breaking news as of two minutes ago, uh, Raiders officially acquire Antonio Brown. So he's he's gone. Oh, no. He's gone. What are we going to do? Not um, lose like one win on the season. I don't know. But. But Odell, because once again, this offseason is fabulous. Odell Beckham going to the John, going to the Browns for a first round pick, a third round pick in Jabril Peppers. And I I feel like the like the Browns win that deal. Oh, of course. <laughs> you, you can already say they've won because they the New York Giants have $16 million in dead cap. Because they somehow decided it was the wrong decision to extend Odell Beckham Jr. the year before. Like, if you didn't like him and you thought he was becoming more of a cancer every day, then why did you extend him? Just trade him and let him go. Well, at the very least, or at least like David Gettleman was able to like put on a poker face about the trade. Maybe. But, I mean, he got a better return, but not for like, I mean... I don't know. It's a lot better of a return. I don't know about that. Uh, I would have tried to downplay their return. They, they got a lot more than, than, than the Steelers. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. My question is, if you didn't franchise tag Lendon Collins and let him go, then why did you bring in the close equivalent of Landon Collins, who's just younger, cheaper, and more unproven than Jabril Peppers? Because, like I texted you last night, 26 is the new 34 in New York, unless you're 38, and then that's the new 24. Jeez. Unless, they just don't want anybody between the ages of, like, 25 and 35. So, Eli, yeah, keep rocking with them. Anthony, B.A., B.A.N., bring him in. Bring him in. <laughs> they brought in a 36-year-old safety. They gave him two years. <laughs> It's so laughable. And why, why are pro sports teams so dumb? Why are they so dumb? Because they think they're one big piece away and they want to make splashes. Yeah, they drafted time. a running back second overall last year. That's great. To help Eli. Because they thought they could still compete. No, I know they did. They, they collapsed. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 glorious. Like I it's a comedy of errors and it's all like I am enjoying this new sudden trend of like of sports media personalities getting hired in front offices of teams, which there have been two that have happened, but I'm going to cling to them, which is Mike Mayock, obviously. And then Jess Mendoza got hired by the Mets. Did you see that? I did hear about that. Although Mike Mayock is more of a puppet. He's just there to assess talent for John Groot. I don't Let's care. About that. You know, if, it, if Mike Mayock becomes a GM, that means I could become a GM. And that's exciting to me. That means I can... By some logic, it means I can never work in a front office in my life and one day become an NFL GM. And I really do feel like I would do a better job. I really do feel like <laughs> I, I, like I, I can't say how I can't think that. How I can't look be like, hey, you know, what? I would look at Eli and probably be like, eh, a few less eggs in this basket. But you know, they get to run Saquon into the ground. I, I guess yeah, they'll probably they'll probably trade him for like a first round pick in a year or two. Oh, the Trent Richardson. That man. sounds about oh, right. perfect. Oh, perfect. 
You, you draft a player in the mm-hmm. top five to trade him for a late first later on. Because yeah. that's asset management. And then Sterling Shepard can get traded to New England, hopefully, soon. For uh, probably a second or a third. Mm, less than that. Mm. Got by the balls there. You get you want to rebuild. Jeez. He's he's pushing 25, Tree. He's getting up there. Giants do not know, man. I mean, he's he's a decent number two option. He's better than most receivers in New England. He's better than every receiver in New England besides that. There, there are no receivers. There is Edelman and nothing else. Everybody's a free agent. Pretty much. Edelman is an island onto himself. And then maybe Gronk. Still indecisive. Ian Rappaport said, still indecisive. Still hasn't made a decision yet. I would honestly, if I were Gronk, I'd retire. I mean, he looked broken down. Yeah. But. Oh, no. And then then, it, then he came on the last two games. I'm like, ah, you're giving me hope, Rob. Not going to lie. You're giving me he's, hope. He's not what he was. Oh, it's, I know. It's just body's just too broken down. And then there are people who are like, oh, no, he was just unhealthy all year and then got better in January like all football players do. And they usually get healthier 18 games into the season. That's usually what happens when you play football. He was only really noticeable for like two or three catches. Yes, year, or the Super Bowl and the championship. And they would, and the Patriots could really, they could really use that extra eight, nine million dollars to go sign more core special teamers like Brandon Bolden, who's back, mm-hmm. and re-sign. Oh, they re-signed Jason McCourty, which is exciting. But yeah, no, the Giants are terrible. The Browns are phenomenal, and I love it. Eh, I mean, we'll see how it goes from the beginning. I mean, I'm, they're at least making moves. I mean, I'm so a big, ba- I mean, I'm a big Baker guy, and I do like all. I, I like all the moves they've made. Honestly, like I don't like getting rid of Zeitler, but I mean, Vernon, Sheldon Richardson in there with Garrett. That's that's a little that's spicy. That's a good D line. That's a little spicy. I'm not gonna lie. And then they didn't add Earl Thomas, which I thought they were gonna do, which I thought would be re- real nice. They didn't do that. Didn't they signed Taj Gibson back. Who signed Taj Gibson? No, the, the Texans signed Taj Gibson because teams just decided suddenly that safeties get to eat again. Well, it's because the Redskins broke the market for Landon Collins. Yeah, why? Because they're the Redskins. The NFL. Did, oh yeah. Well, I mean, well, you got that. They need something to distract from the uh, from the exciting. I can't wait for the QB battle between Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. Like I'm so excited for it. Like I'm legit. Like I like I'm gonna be. I'm gonna track that so deeply because I want to see how many nice things they say about each other. As depressing as it sounds, the Redskins would have been better off keeping Kirk Cousins because oh, I don't care if you don't like the guy. I find him to be. I mean, he hasn't been that great. He is. But why did you throw guaranteed money at Alex Smith, who's just? Kirk Cousins with a lower ceiling and a higher floor. Well, I lived in D.C. for about a year and a half, and I was there for, like, most of Kirk Cousins' time as a starter there. Redskins fans hated Kirk Cousins, like, from day one. Like, he he it was they, he, he had been the starter for, like, a month. They're like, bring back in RG. Bring him back in. Bring back in RG3. Just, like, despised him. Like, all the time, like, people, because I like Kirk Cousins. I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. I was a Kirk Cousins fan from the day he got drafted. I was like, this guy, Kirk, because I always hate RG3. I'm like, Kirk Cousins, he's going to be the guy. And frankly, I still feel like I got that one right. right? Like, in terms of like fourth round picks, I think, you know, what he's become, I think I was pretty on with my evaluation of him there. Not going to lie, but because, you know, I could be a GM once again. But yeah, they hate him. <laughs> they hated him. 
I've heard that before. Like they just like they had like Schadenfreude with him still struggling in Minnesota to beat teams over five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Now he has no O line there, and also kind of isn't like that great at playing quarterback. So I mean, he threw it to Adam Thalen a lot, which helped my fantasy team until it didn't. So that was fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The Reds. That's like I'm so like I. Li- mm, it's gonna be so, it's gonna be a cliche fest because they're gonna make it a quarterback battle. They're gonna they're gonna declare it. Jay Gruden's gonna be like, hey, we got a battle here between uh between Case Keenum, uh, Colt McCoy, and uh, I don't know Drew Locke, I guess. Kind of, and it's just going to be so fun. Because whoever they draft is going to be the most boring guy also. I, I guarantee it. Like, at least if they draft Kyler Murray, it would be fun. But they won't do that. They're, they're going to draft no, like... The Cardinals will probably draft them and make us laugh at them again because they're the Cardinals. Well, did you see his pro date? Would you trade up to draft Charles Rosen and give up on him on a year? Well, did you see? Have you seen? Have you seen? Did you see his, his, his pro day today? Yeah, he didn't take a hype measure. That man wore the shortest shorts imaginable. As if to say, wow, look at my legs. Look how long they are. Look how not 5'9 I am. <laughs> like that man that man is like every that that like that man's treating the NFL like every other man who's below six feet treats his Tinder bio. Like, <laughs> like he's doing everything on the planet to be like, I'm close to six feet. Like, oh, it says swipe left if you're under six feet. Ah, I'm cutting it pretty close. It, it's okay. I'm cutting it pretty close. I'm like 5'10 and like three quarters. I'll be 5'11 and a half tomorrow. Like, just keep keep asking me how tall I am. Don't check, but keep asking me. I, but yeah, so that'll be like, it, I, I, I'm literally excited to see Case Keenum and Colt McCord keep being like, oh, he's a good, good player. Uh, Good, good fighter. It's going to be a real, real battle here, but you know, we just want what's best for the team. Just watch them both say permutations of that for, like, three months. Do you want the mediocrity or the mediocrity? Yes. That's really what it comes down to. But they're both to. such nice, classy guys, though, so it's okay. They're both, they're both team. Keenum had that one good year in Minnesota. He did. That's... He did. And people bought into it for some reason. Well, John Elway bought into John it. John Elway did buy into it. John Elway is a silly man and shouldn't be running a team anymore. Because it's John Elway. No one gives a shit because the owners, Denver's dealing with their ownership civil war. They don't care how the team's being run. Hey, not to uh, not not to bring things back full circle, but uh, can you can you not wait for Ben Roethlisberger to be your team president? That's gonna happen. Oh, don't worry, it probably will happen. That's the sad reality. Oh wait a minute, that's gonna happen. I never thought about that till now. That's gonna happen. I will cringe. Oh, it'll be the best. Oh, it will be the best. There will not be. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that on there, but oh, that team's gonna that team's gonna just that team's gonna be that team's just gonna look like 50 high school football coaches because that's what Ben Roethlisberger is like. He just reminds me of like every like hardo like high school football coach who's like also the gym teacher but also takes it too seriously and just gets mad at people for like nothing because he needs respect and he's you know in feels inadequate that's, about himself. That's every football coach ever though. No, it is. No, like, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. Like, he just, he reminds me. But at least, like, NFL coaches seemingly, like, they at least know that they've made it to some degree. So it's a little little less bitterness, I feel like. Unless you're, like, Jeff Fisher. But that's more just, like, resignation to, to suffer. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, I mean, do you, do you have any, any anything? I mean, we've kind of gone off the rails here, which has been fine with me. I mean, do you, it is. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, and then the Ravens not supporting Lamar Jackson. How do you feel about the Detroit Lions still trying to skin the Patriots alive? Um, and assume their identity. What it is is Matt Patricia desperately clawing, and I'm glad I just want to talk about things remind me about this. It's it's Matt Patricia because remember, I mean, God, all all last season you saw like weeks into the season, players were like, yeah, everybody hates Matt Patricia. Reports coming out, they don't respect Matt Patricia. They don't listen to him. They don't like him. He's trying to bring in Trey Flowers and guys who he knows have he knows have like a built-in loyalty to him. So hopefully, maybe the other players are like, oh, you know what? Maybe Coach Matt is cool. Maybe maybe we won't give him a hard time. Like maybe I they gotta fix that posture. That's what's gotta happen. You know, maybe I the, the the great Matt Stafford will um bequeath my loyalty onto this onto this simpleton who was our head coach. Onto this onto this humble rocket scientist who was our head coach. This humble rocket scientist slash graveyard shift Seven Eleven clerk who's wandered in to coach our football team somehow. So, yeah. You also that, have to remember the Green Bay Packers are doing things in free agency now. I was looking up a statistic earlier. They yes. spent more money in this offseason than they have the past seven or eight. Yes, yeah, so you don't know how many years I've I've danced. I've 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 just clamored for some reason for years. It made me so angry how high of an opinion people had of Ted Thompson, like visceral anger from me. And I don't know why. I'm not I'm not a Packers fan at all. I don't particularly care about the Packers, but like, well, clearly I do. I just had this visceral, visceral hatred of Ted Thompson because people loved Ted Thompson for some reason. People are like, oh, Ted Thompson, great GM. Oh, this this roster is like 49 players he drafted and like four free agents, and one of them is Julius Peppers. Oh, Ted Thompson oh, knows when to make the free agent moves because he signed one guy and he was kind of good. Oh, Ted Thompson lost in the divisional round again, but man, isn't he a great drafter? Is it? No, oh, they have like two pro bowlers on the team, but man, he's a great player. He's a great GM. I don't know why. It made me mad. I don't know. I really don't know why I cared. I care that much about it, but like the Ted, Tom- the 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 aggressive Ted Thompson love just infuriated me. And now it's kind of transitioning. Now I'm mad about what is becoming the, the the gross overrating of Aaron Rodgers by the NFL community, which is now trend like now now the attention's off Ted Thompson for me and now it's on Rodgers because it's off Mike McCarthy now too. So you know, much- oh, because Aaron Rodgers carried that team for roughly ten years. That's why everyone overrates. Yeah, I think they're just he's just going to keep doing it. Except except now I he's mean, ev- I thought that. Except now he's evolved to this point. Is that now he's evolved to this point where he kind of doesn't seem to really give a crap, and like it kind of it kind of plays in the way he plays. Like I was reading some metrics, I was reading some metrics that that Aaron Rodgers had like one of like the lowest like checkdown percentages of like all qualified QBs, because Aaron Rodgers just kind of like of Aaron Rodgers has now evolved into people's stereotype of Aaron Rodgers, and now he just tries to put up like. Feels like whenever you watch him now, he's just trying to do like the Aaron Rodgers plays. And like sometimes he can, but sometimes on like third and three, when you're running back is, you know, ran a four yard curl, you don't need to run 70 yards laterally and try to bomb it to Devontae Adams, but he insists on it. Which is why now I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, ah, Aaron Rodgers, a little overrated. Don't like him so much anymore. Don't think he's, <laughs> I think he's starting to lose it a little bit. So Brian Lafleur can have fun with that. Mm. But yeah, and then they're like, yeah, and and like the uh, the golden touch of Sean McVay. Yes, that's no, that's the new hot trend now. 
Except I don't think Brian LaFleur was is actually a McVeigh guy, but they're just like, hey, here's this uh kind of kind of guy who doesn't look like a football player who's like in his thirties and is an offensive coordinator. Yeah. He had one year coordinating experience. He had a coordinated year coordinating with the Rams, but let's be real, that's Sean McVeigh's offense. He yes. wasn't doing shit. Oh, there. he was a coordinator with the well, excuse me then. Excuse me for not knowing yeah, it was one year with the Rams, one year with the Titans. Yes, we coordinated uh the perennial the perennial we continued the saga of the 2015 QB class being just depressing. Mm-hmm. Just Mariota is just—I mean, he can't stay healthy. That's the problem. And even when he's healthy, they're like, "Ah, Blaine Gabbert, though." We got Blaine Gabbert, so I mean, let's not—you don't, you don't got to rush back. You don't got to rush back, Marcus. When you say Blaine Gabbert, I think all hope just dies. It's like, oh, it's like we got a backup quarterback. It's Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Remember when he went sixth overall? Yeah, he went before J.J. Watt. He went before Jake Locker. I thought Jake Locker would have been okay, but the injuries killed him. I, I you know, I, I really do. I really have always kind of respected how Jake Locker just wasn't, wasn't in for, like, the journeyman phase of his career. Like, he saw it coming, and the second the Titans were done with him, he's like, ah, I retire. I'm done. I'm not going to be like a backup on the Dolphins for like two years and then go like have like a four game stretch with like the Bengals. Where everybody praises me as like maybe I made a comeback. Nope, not in for it. Not doing it. Don't got 15 years of this crap in me. Gone. Fair enough. Gone. I mean, he would have made like a couple mil per year with that. Oh, no, he would have. Okay. But he's like, I'm gone. Done. Clipboards and. Nope. Got to go like probably doing something super Christian or something. I don't know. Do Doing something. <laughs> Probably like, nope, got to go have like 15 kids and I'll see y'all. <laughs> God, like, remember when it was a point when people were saying that the freaking the, the Chargers were going to trade Phillip Rivers to the Titans so they could draft Mariota? I did not remember that, but that would have been a horrible decision. Somehow by both sides. Somehow nobody would have benefited from that. And somehow nobody's benefited from not doing it either. Like, in fairness, like, both teams have won a singular playoff game since since Mariota was drafted. So, I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it just made no difference. But the Titans also are annoying, though, because they just keep si- they just keep signing players that the Pat- they want the Patriots to sign. It's very frustrating. They keep- well, they clone the Patriots. So that's just pretty much what they want to do. It's like, okay, we're going to spend the Patriots alive and imitate them. Yes, and then. The Dolphins they- are going to be doing that in a couple years, too. And like when, well, they might, yeah, once once they decide that they're done tanking for 2020, because the Dolphins have already are already openly scouting QBs in the 2020 draft class. Oh, they're tanking for Tua. They're tanking hard for Tua Tagovailoa, which I love because I, I mean, I, I am, I am a connoisseur of the tank. Many people I know know this about me. I, I love a good tank. Like I, I know, you know, most sports fans don't because they're, you know, they're plebeians and they like to see teams trying to win and they like to see competitive games because they're animals. But me, I love the art of watching a team blow itself up. I really do. It's like Sam Hinkie is my lord and savior in a lot of ways because there's just an art form to it. Like, there's nothing I delight. I have so many franchises just saved on Madden, which I, like, deconstruct the team, trade away everybody. Then, like, four weeks into the season, I'm like, ah, I'm bored. I'm going to do it to another team. <laughs> just, uh, tanking's one thing, but building them back up is an entirely different 
about. Oh, I don't care. That's fine. Like, you make some good draft picks. Some players turn out good. Some don't. Ah, boring. But let me just watch you blow yourself. Like, what? I, who doesn't like watching an explosion? Who doesn't? Oh, everybody loves an explosion. Like, I also love seeing teams build themselves back up. Oh, I don't. I, 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 lo- I love futility. Like, I, I really do delight in futility. Maybe I'm a... Maybe I'm sadistic in that way, but I, 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 like the 76ers are kind of good now. No fun anymore. No fun. Oh, oh, let's put it this way. The 76ers are doing with a different breed of futility now. It's true. Because now they probably fucked up or messed up their own process. Yes. No. Cause I've also said that for years that the worst thing you can be in, in the NBA is be like a set, an eighth through like four seed team. Worst position to be in, in the NBA in the world. Cause you probably maxed out your money to get to that point and now you don't have the room and now also you don't have the players to actually win a championship and now you're going to be stuck there forever until you blow it up or you just can be like the trailblazers and be like yeah second round every year that's cool we can live with that i can't even get to the second round (laughs) that's fair i get swept every year (laughs) yeah see you next year steph yeah we'll see you we'll see you maybe a game five next year Ah, maybe a game five. Quote Damien Lillard. <laughs> Me. Oh, 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 I know. Oh, trust, trust me, my friend. I, I have seen that. That is some of your best work, and I have seen that many, many times. Oh, yeah. I mean, that could be like a, they could have been like a pretty solid team. They wouldn't have picked the right picks. What are you talking about? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if they made a championship, but they'd be pretty pretty good you think they would have picked the right Jamie player Lillard, draymond green they would have picked them Jalen brown jason tatum they wouldn't have picked them that's the problem yeah probably they, they would have picked De'Aaron fox buddy healed um and like i don't know who else was in the second round when who went around draymond i don't know probably some guy from like um, Lithuania that never comes over. Yes. Like, hey, this guy's like seven, eight. He doesn't know how to walk yet, but let me tell you, might might gain some mobility when he's 22. So we are going to just stash this this grown man. Well, he goes and plays in like auditoriums throughout throughout Eastern Europe in barns. Mm-hmm. Playing basketball in banquet halls. Like Dragon Bender. Remember Dragon Bender? Dragon Bender. Ooh, yes. Uh, I think he's still playing, isn't he? Oh, yes. Like, I'm excited for the Celtics to, like, bring him in in, like, three years. Because he is actually a very efficient three-point shooter. But that's, like, the only thing he's good at. And, like, nothing else. Can't do anything else right. The the ultimate story of that was either um, uh, Jan Vesely from the uh, Washington Wizards. Oh, yes. Or Darko Milicic. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, Europeans. Because I am happy for Luca. I did. I, I, I do. I do. I, I know I take victory laps a little too often, but I, I was I was all in on Luca. Not going to lie. I was all, mm-hmm. all, He's a good player. all in on Luca. And everybody's like, oh, he's the next Darko because people are lazy. They like to compare simple things to other simple things so they can sound like they have opinions. But, yeah, so I. I <laughs> so I Sorry, you don't want to go on an NBA change, but anything else? Any other NFL things that are rattling around in your brain that you want to get out there in the open to the airways for the good people of Providence? 
Let me take a look. Let me think for a second here. Yeah, um, nothing. No breaking news yet from Schefter Apple. Really, the whole show. I'm still waiting for that golden tape. Ooh, a Schefter tweet. Come on, baby. Something juicy. Something juicy. And probably tease. Ooh, Teddy Bridgewater is meeting with the Dolphins. I thought he was staying with the Saints. Yeah. Well, guess that changed. Because there, because <laughs> there is. He's like, wait a minute. Got to hop on that Flores train. Like, wait a minute. Tyrod went where? Ho ho ho! Open in for Teddy. Oh jeez. I, I guess. How do you feel about the Ravens' D being absolutely decimated in free agency? Um, I think it's funny. I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I, 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 I think it's a really smart move to give a uh, to give a, a safety on the wrong side of thirty who breaks his leg like I don't know every three months, um, a record-breaking deal. I think that's good team building. And then, while meanwhile, hey, hey, I mean, he got paid. While that's me- apparently all that matters. While meanwhile, you let your homegrown uh, four-time Pro Bowl linebacker entering the prime of his career leave for the Jets. Go figure on that one. <laughs> Feels like they could have just uh, given C.J. Mosley that money, but even like Terrell Suggs is just kind of getting out of there, so he's going to the great. Reti- you went to the retirement home yes. in Arizona. I was about to say he went to the great, which I'm still absolutely shocked is not the home of Joe Flacco by the Joe Flacco by the way. But give it a year or two, he'll be there. That'll be Ben Roethlisberger in two years. Maybe. Speaking of former Steelers, Marcus Gilbert got traded there, too. So they're filling the former Steeler quota as well. Listen, when they get bored with this with this hotshot Cliff Kingsbury kid and they go they go back to the old well that is, you know, Steelers coach. Well, like, when they hi- when they hire Mike Tomlin to be the coach of the Cardinals when he gets fired in two years. Oh, it all lines up so nicely, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And then he talks his old buddy Big Ben into coming out of retirement for one last ride. When he drags him out of, like, whatever Zaxby's he's in. And it'll be sad, and I'll, I'll love it. Like, I'll dance. I'll, I'll dance on that grave. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be one of those guys who plays for a year or two too long and just falls to shit. He's doing that now. When, when when did those years start? I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I last year I gave him three years, but I didn't say they were going to be good years. I mean, last year you saw a lot of flaws, a lot of picks, a lot of just uh, tur- like uh, poor poor reads, and his legs were starting to kind of fall off a little bit. Like he can't run like he used to. Like it's frustrating whenever I see him make a good play. Cause then I know that like everybody, like the whole national media is just gonna like wake up and be like, oh, classic Big Ben, and we'll continue this like fallacy that Big Ben is still like a top quarterback in the NFL. Even I was just saying, I was like, that is bullshit. Like it makes me mad. Like when he like like I remember specifically when they played the Buccaneers and like he like did whatever it was that won in that game. I'm like, oh god damn it. I'm like now I gotta listen to why Ben Roethlisberger is good for like. Well, they're not going to pay attention to the fact that they nearly blew a twenty-point lead to them. No, of course not. Which also, God, remember when like that was like must like that game was like must see TV. I was so excited for that game. Yeah, with Ryan Fitzception. Oh, I wanted just like. But he almost did it though. I wanted it so bad. I went out to watch that game. I was like, gotta catch this one. Steelers Bucks must see TV. Mm Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. 
when Bruce Arians gets sick of Jameis Winston, does Roethlisberger go to the Buccaneers? That's what I was going to say, because especially with, um, like, Bruce Arians and Ben were buddy-buddy. He hated it when Bruce Arians was fired. I mean, sorry, he retired. Yes. Which he loved. That man loves retiring. I'll give him that. Well, he threatened retirement, most likely to get Todd Haley out of there. That's what we're all speculating. I like it. Any, 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 any slander towards Todd Haley, I'm here for. Dude, no one cares about Todd Haley. He was always a douche nozzle. And just so bad. And it, it felt good to see him flop miserably in Cleveland. It's like, yeah, we told you. And we got, they got this hot shot, Fred. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens. Oh God, that was the funniest. Equivalent of a thumb. That was the funniest thing. She's like, well, I guess like Todd Haley or or Hugh Jackson has to go to end their power struggle. And then both. jokes on them. Both of them. Got Greg Williams. Got Mr. Bounty over here. Got, and he's gone now, too. And now he's with the with Jets. Because he had a because th- their defense was like 30th ranked. But they were like, well, he they, they were winning with him. Like, I guess he I guess they I guess he makes people listen. He's very short shelf life. He was not Hugh Jackson. That just that that was a drug. Pretty I, much. I mean, I Hugh spo- Jackson killed that team. I mean, I suppose that conceivably, like anybody could step into into that role, and they would be like, "I'm not Hugh." Right, yeah, good. Well, listen, good. What do you got, Coach? Like, well, what do you got? Like, um, I'm the ball guy. Don't care. You're not Hugh. What do you got? Just go out and play. Yeah, got it. Good idea. Great. What? Ten times more energy in this room. But yeah. The NFL is really funny. It is. Like the NFL is just. It, I like mocking it. It is. It's comedic. It like it, it does it. Like even like this year, which was a really good year for the NFL, I think, in terms of just like quality of play and. Oh, it made for good like talking points in sports ball. Let's be real about that. And like you know, not having like all their players like off off every which way, beating up you know defenseless people, until they started doing that or and... getting injured. Yeah, no, that that too. Yeah, it was a great year, and now everything's now everything's as it should be. Everything's back to being a giant mess, and we don't even have to. We don't even need Roger for it to be a mess. It's perfect. Teams will do it to themselves. They will. You saw with them chasing after trends. It's true, and now they don't even know what trends to chase after. But every team has so much cap space that they do not know what to do with themselves. These teams throw money are besides themselves with cap space. Except for the Colts, who just decided that they're not going to spend anything for some reason. Yeah, that was a little strange to me. I figured they'd at least try and bolster D. I mean, they have some promising youth, but I figured they'd at least supplement it. Oh, I was like, you got $100 million in cap space? Like, you made the divisional round? You got all this great youth? Time to go out and spend. And then they're like, yeah, we will spend on Devin Funches and re-signing our nickel corner and... Nothing else. That's all we need. Mm. Devin Funches. They still have some decent draft capital from the Jets. They do. You're right. They do. They own the Jets' second round for into eternity. But. Yep. Yeah. And you also have to remember, one of those second-round picks became Darius Leonard, so. That is true. I just, I assumed that they were going after Le'Veon when they weren't spending money. I was like, well, I mean, I guess when you have nothing to spend money on. You have 80 million. I wouldn't spend on Le'Veon because Marlon Mack was doing a decent enough job. Why would you replace that with him? Yeah, I mean, just just to add talent, 
just didn't fuse. I mean, they just need more weapons on that offense. I mean, just over. They need weapons besides Ty and like kind of Marlon Mack, who eh, he's spotty. He's been spotty his whole career. He has little stretches and then he falls apart. And like they have the O line to sport Le'Veon. Just like something. Like, I mean, I would rather have Le'Veon and sixty million in cap space than seventy-six million dollars in cap space. Like, it's so hard in the NFL in this day and age to, like, get in trouble with cap space. Because teams... It keeps rising every year. It does. And, like, they give teams every ability. And teams, every, like, every deal... I was talking about this before you came on. But, like, every every deal is, like, a two-year deal at most. Like, maybe a three-year deal. Really. No matter what the deal is. Pretty much. Like, th- five years? Nah, you're not seeing the last two years of that. They will ask you to take a pay cut. And then they'll slam you tremendously if you don't. And they'll say that you're selfish. And then they'll trade you to, like, the Buccaneers or something. If you don't want to restructure. But, yeah, these, like, it's like, it's like it's almost like it's the only team that's in any cap trouble is, like, Jacksonville. And even then, they were able to sign a guy for $88 million. Big dick neck. They were able to sign a backup quarterback for $22 million. He's good in a pinch. I don't know how he's going to be in a full 16-game season. And now teams can sit out and decide what to do with Blake Bortles. I've heard he's been rumored to the Patriots. I have heard that too, and I'm very, very ready for people to overreact. I, see, I want it to happen. I, so I, I will laugh, but at the same time, you're thinking in the back mind, it's like, oh, God, this guy's going to be a stud, isn't he? You see, I'm excited because then I can just crap all over how Patriots fans are suddenly going to be like giant Blake Bortles guys. So that's the thing about, about, doing, about covering uh, the Patriots is that Patriots fans are kind of insufferable in a lot of ways because – Oh yeah! Oh, don't worry. We know it from Pittsburgh. We but no, not we even know. not even insufferable in like the way that you see it, which is like, oh, the Patriots are the best. It's the way that Patriots fans talk about players on this team is maddening in a lot of ways. Like when you deal with Patriots, like when a guy, like for example, Cordell Patterson. Oh my God! Were there Patriots fans who were obsessed with Cordell Patterson because of the fact that? They sure gave him the ball a lot. And they were convinced. Like running back. Yeah, and it didn't work ever. But they sure did it. And Patriots fans loved him. And now he's gone. And you have not heard a single Patriots fan go, oh, no, not Cordell Patterson. I liked him. Not one. But when he's here, God forbid you said Cordell Patterson was bad and not good at anything, which I said many, many times. God forbid you said, hey, this guy kind of only does end arounds and gets handoffs and then runs upright in the piles. <laughs> Why don't they sign a running back? And then they wouldn't. And now they signed well, Brandon. They a running back, but Jeremy Hill, but he tore his ACL in week one. Yeah, why did they replace him? I said, this, I mean, I guess they were, I guess it worked. I guess whatever master plan they had really worked, but. Yeah, like, that's how Patriots say. Like, you know, every player who leaves the Patriots was not good and was not worth the money. And you should never spend big money on players unless the Patriots spend big money on players, and then it's smart, and you should do it at, at the right time. And that's how Patriots fans are. And nobody who they lose is ever good and never has anything to do with 
them having cap trouble. No, 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 no. Just Belichick smarter than everybody else, and which is true. I mean, it's annoying because they end up being right nine times out of ten. It's just the way they go about being right is like flawed, and that's what. So you get all the confirmation bias in the world, which is what's frustrating. Like the diehard Patriots, like the Patriots, like the honks, like they get all they get all the validation, they get all the confirmation bias in the world, which is frustrating. But hey, man, you know they got they they re-signed some core special teamers and um, have one wide receiver on the roster. So just you wait, NFL. They'll still wind up in the AFC Championship game, and the Browns won't know how to handle themselves. And then they'll be in the Super Bowl against just some team that won't be ready for some reason. Oh God! And it'll happen. It happens every year. Like it's it's kind of foolish to like for me to sit here and be like they haven't done anything. Oh, they haven't improved the team when that's. Because they'll get the bye because their division's terrible. And then they'll win the division round against, like, the Titans. And then AFC Championship game, it'll be, like, some upstart team that isn't ready. And then the Super Bowl, like, anything happens then. Because here's, here's what it is. Because I even that the Patriots, here's the thing about the Patriots. Here's what they do. They just don't suck better than anybody. They're not, they really, the, the Patriots never, like, at least, like, outwardly appearing, like, are super good at anything. Oh, of course not. Oh, boy, breaking news, M- Michael Kendricks to stay with the Seahawks. Bring Was out that the, some insider trading? The 12th man. Is, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, that was the funniest thing on the planet. Wait a minute. He's not in prison. He, he he was for a little bit. I think he still has to wait. He has to go to trial. Oh wait a minute! I that was the funniest thing. Oh my god! I talked about that so much. Yeah, he was a brown for a hot minute, and then like enter our trade. Nope, you cut. See ya. Which was the most? Oh my god! I remember that. Oh my god! That was the funniest thing in the world. Like I cannot stress enough how that was the funniest thing in the world. And then I had to like explain to one of my normal co-hosts what insider trading was. Which, like, when I woke up in the morning, I did not think that was the way that my day was going to go. Mm-hmm. And it was on a Wednesday, too. So, like, it broke, like, right before my show. So, we had to sit here and be like, yeah, so, uh, Michael Kendrick, uh, the Wolf of Cleveland out here, um, he's going to jail. <laughs> but where were we? What, what, what was I telling you about? What was I talking about? Something about Patriots. Uh, oh, yeah. Patriots. Outwardly, they never seem like they, you know, like they never have like guys with huge. They never even have like fucking freaking thousand yard receivers, barely ever. Like like guys with big sack numbers. Like they're just so good at not sucking, and that's all it is. Like it's just other teams are just so bad at doing simple things. Well, like, the AFC East keeps tripping over itself. On a consistent, you can also give the credit to that. No, but even like you get to, like the playoffs and just like you get the Andy Reeds of the world who just can't do simple things right. No time management. Pittsburgh can't beat New England, even if they're far superior talent-wise. Yeah, you'd think that. And then you get to, like, the Super Bowl, and then you play the Rams, and they have no energy, and their coach can't bring himself to call a play. It's just, even the Patriots don't play good, but they play, like, they just they just don't suck. And then, like, every now and then, they end up, like, blowing it, and Brady, you know, fumbles the ball on the, and on the what could have been a go-ahead drive in the Super Bowl, but nobody talks about it, but... It like literally, it's just they're just so good at not sucking, and that's all it is. Like it's just like I don't want to be sitting here and be like, oh, it's all about like fundamentals, but like, it is. It's just the other teams are just so bad at it. 
And I don't know why. Like, I don't understand why. Like, it's getting to a point where I just sit here and I'm like, why can nobody just, like, not be moronic for, like, 60 minutes? Because they get desperate and try to play to the market. Yes, but I'm not even talking about just, like, team building. Just, like, when these teams play. Like, like during the actual games. Like, the Patriots, they, they, they are far less likely to make stupid, stupid errors than anybody else. And that's why, an, ooh, Ronald Darby's going to visit the Chiefs. He could sign Ronald, Dar Ronald Darby. They're going to pay him way more money than he's worth. And it won't matter. Bolster that secondary, sacrifice your pass rush. Because, and it doesn't matter because money doesn't matter in the NFL right now. It literally, like, like all these teams are like, all these deals are like, a lot of these deals are like laughable on the surface. But in the end, like, in two years, the cap will be up another 15 million. Be like, yeah, 18 million for a pass rusher. That's middle of the market. Well, at least until the CBA expires and they go into another lockout. I'm so excited for it. It's going to be the worst. Oh, it's going to be a shit show. Like, it's going to be everything that's been built. Like, this year kind of, like, made me kind of forget about it. But, like, it's going to be everything that the NFL has just done horrifically wrong over the last, like, five years just coming to head. It will be the well, best. It will be the best. It'll oh, be a train wreck. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Like, it, it's going to be, like, a year-long lockout. Going to have, like, you know, all the stuff about, like, you know, suspension policies, Drug policy, deflate gate might somehow tag. somehow might slip in there. Oh yeah, like the players coming out, like you know all these owners. It'll somehow become like a Trump thing. I don't know how, but it will. The anthem. It always is. It will be the best, and like the NFL will just do irrevocable damage to itself somehow. They've been doing that for years. The problem is, like the bubble TV contracts have been so big, they don't give a shit. No, yeah. Roger Goodell's main job is to make the owner's money. No, no. And he's been doing that so far. Well, no, Roger Goodell's main job is to – it's not even to make the owner's money. because Anybody can make – Roger Goodell's main job is to be the most hateable person in the world so that all of your hatred, the first thing you do when you are mad at the NFL – is like you, like the average dumb fan, is to go, oh, Roger Goodell, especially around here, but even like the rest of the league, is to just go like, oh, Roger Goodell, got to fire him. Oh, the overtime rule is, I don't like it. Fire Roger Goodell. Like, oh, I don't like that players are kneeling. Fire Roger Goodell to distract you from the fact that, you know, 90% of the owners are heinous people and do very, very sketchy things and really destroy the league all on themselves because 90% of them are like trust fund kids at this point who inherited the team. Like that's, Roger well, that's why they can't run franchises. Yes, but that's why they'll never fire Roger Goodell because he is such a good fall guy. Like firing Roger Goodell will only happen after the owners make like the most egregious mistake imaginable, which I don't know what it'll be. But like it'll be because they have to like, like that will be the nuclear option. Like, they will have backed themselves into such a egregious corner. That they're like, nope, got to get rid of Roger. Got, nope, that's when... The, but until then, I'll never get rid of him because he's, he's so good at his job. He's perfect for his job. He's so hateable. He is, like, such a hateable man. Such, like, the embodiment of, like, every bureaucrat that everybody hates. He does. He embodies that very well. So... Mm-hmm. 
And like, so, you know, the average dumb fan will go, oh my God, I hate Roger Goodell. He's the worst person on the planet. I hate him. Fire him. And then you will not go, also, wow, Dean Spanos is kind of a dick. <laughs> but like, you never will. Well, you will. But like, the average dumb, I don't know if you've heard of the Spanos guy, but like, the average dumb fan never will. They will blame Roger Goodell. They will always go to him. He is the face of everything you don't like about the NFL, which is, you know, the NFL is having a great year when you don't see Roger Goodell. <laughs> He's just here. So when there's a controversy, they can roll him out and be like, oh, look at this guy. Oh, it's all his fault. And he literally has no power. Functionally, he has no power. He can, oh, no. he can he's, uh, he's like an ambassador. He can claim he has all the power. He, yes, but he's like a reverse ambassador. <laughs> he exists for you to throw stones at. That's his job. Mm -hmm. And that's why they pay him the big bucks. That's why they give him oh, yeah. millions upon millions of dollars. Just to sit there and be like a meat shield for the owners. That's his job. He's their meat shield. Yeah. Like... It's the it's great. It, it really like like that guy has it made. I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh my god, what a job that is! Well, just, you're getting paid a lot of money plus a private jet, so just to be hated. You get yeah. to go to the draft. You get to go. You get to go to all the games you want. Like, yeah, you just have to be booed all the time. <laughs> you just got to find like a secret. You get to take fake photos. You get to facilitate fake photos with Patriots fans. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? <laughs> yeah. When they're like, yeah, like somebody asked if we wanted to take a photo. And then like Roger Goodell just like came out of like a bush. And we're like, I, I, I guess we're taking a photo with Goodell. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, no, Patriots fans love me. <laughs> Here at opening night at Gillette Stadium. I love the Patriots. Like Trump on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, you know. <laughs> Those are my thoughts on Roger Goodell. Is that he is perfect? It's like they made him in a lab to be hateable. There's really, something about like the construction of his face, like how it's like kind of puffy, but like the way he talks, I I don't know. It's hard to explain, but like they like he was engineered in a lab to be hateable. And I would even, and that's why like I don't like you know like people. Hey, once again, like especially Patriots fans like love to talk about Roger Goodell. Love it. Gives them life. Like, I, it doesn't doesn't do it for me. Like I like I like I understand the game that's being played because like literally of every other institution in the entire world, we're all being being manipulated by mega rich billionaires. Like we right. like we all are in literally every other conceivable situation you find yourself in. <laughs> we're being manipulated by mega rich billionaires to blame other people. Mm hmm. And that's how America was founded. Come on, Ian. come on, Rappaport. Give me something here. Oh. Something? Nope. 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 Some some reporter. Ah. Some reporter telling Odell Beckham to have fun with, with the Browns. That he won't. You see, a lot I, of Giants like uh pundits are defending the Giants and trading OBJ. I, I mean, mean like, OBJ could have turned into Antonio Brown. That's true. I mean, it's not but like the most Why did you extend him? I mean, it's not like the well, I mean like if you didn't extend him, you probably don't get that kind of value in the trade. So I mean, it's fine. Like it's not like the most indefensible thing. It's just like I don't know like what their direction is as a team now. There's no direction because like they wanted to be like, oh, okay, now we're blowing it up, but we're still keeping Eli because I don't know.
Like, we're blowing, like, like the right to trade him. Like, you shouldn't, like, you don't need, like, the number one receiver, this big star receiver when you're rebuilding your team. Like, he's going to do nothing for you. Really? Like, mm-hmm. now, you know, now you have, plus I kind of don't believe in, like, spending that much on wide receivers anyway. And, all, like, if we're, if we're really going to get into, like, my team building philosophy, I kind of feel like you, ne- you don't, like, want that guy to, like, pay him, like, a gigantic amount of your cap. When you can just, like, bring in, like, four guys who all do, like, a couple of things well and just kind of, like, run your offense that way. But whatever. Most teams don't have creative play calling. But I – it's not like a – it's just like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, then why last year did you draft a running back number two overall, which you should never do. But if you do do, you should only do when you have no other conceivable need – and even then, I cannot affirm enough. You should never draft. You shouldn't even draft a running back. Running backs in the first round. I am so on that bandwagon. I was so, so on the Sony Michelle was a waste of a pick wagon, which I still kind of am. For eons. And yeah, I I don't I don't I don't know. What, uh, it's fun. It's really fun to watch. Cause I guess like I don't know, like Archie like yelled at like. The Maras again or something. So they can't get rid of you. Like that body, yeah. that body lie another two years. Don't you mean he's still alive? Did he die? I feel like he died a little while ago. Is he alive? Huh. Cooper, did Cooper yell out them? I don't know. One of them did. But when, whenever it's Peyton's turn to be the patriarch, they have kids who are going to be quarterbacks. Are we going to get more Mannings? Sounds about right. Are there more Mannings in the pipeline? I have no idea. Probably they're. Probably Peyton and Cooper and Archie's kids, probably. That's probably it. Sure hope not. Does the world need more Mannings? The NFL does. Does it? Nah, it kind of doesn't. Ah, no, they've done done a better job at having young quarterbacks who aren't Mannings. I mean, not, though. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like I said to you on off-air, though, the Ravens still not building around... You see, the, the Ravens are not putting in any effort to build around Lamar Jackson because I guess they just want to doom him to failure, I, I guess. Because they're like, oh, well, we're going to build this offense, which we only run the ball, which is stupid and won't work. And then we're going to give him no weapons so he doesn't develop in the passing game at all. And we're going to let all of our receivers leave. And then we're going to bring in Mark Ingram and a safety. Gotta get a safety, baby. Need a safety. And then meanwhile, you know, the the Bills are at least, you know, they're trying. They're like well, we, at least trying to properly rebuild. They're like, we know we have to build. We know we got to bring in our quarterbacks and weapons. So, uh, hey, Josh, we know we couldn't get you Antonio Brown, but uh, how about John Brown and Cole Beasley? Eh? I mean, spe- it's something. Between the t- is it? Buffalo's biggest problem is none of them could catch anything. Between the two of them, we spent sixteen and a half million a year for once again John Brown and Cole Beasley. I don't, I don't really know if you see. I was looking at the stats, and somebody on the radio pointed like said this, but like this, like the comparison between you know who John Brown has almost identical production to over the last two years, nearly identical. What, um, Chris Hogan. Yes, Chris Hogan. <laughs> yes, like 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 it's scary. Like same touchdowns. Like Chris Hogan has like actually more receptions on like way less targets. Like 
So, I mean, like, if they want to go give Chris Hogan, like, $8 million too <laughs> to play with. To, I mean, hey, they brought him. They got him those guys. They got him Frank Gore. We went yeah. and got you a classic. Yeah, the oldest back, old backfield, man. We, got, we went Chris and got. Chris Ivory, LaShawn McCoy. Oh, do they have Chris Ivory still? I think. God, they no, might cut him, but. Nobody leaves the AFC East. It really is amazing. It's a vortex. It's a vortex. Like, you think you get out, Tyrod? You think you got out to the greener pastures of Cleveland? No, 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 no. Oh, wait, no, we went to the Chargers. Never mind. Yeah, I was close. You got out of the vortex. Tyrod Taylor might have swam his way out of the vortex. Tyrod Taylor, also a former Raven. Mm-hmm. Probably making less money than John Brown, who can't do anything. They're trying to give Josh Allen weapons, but there are no weapons to give him. <laughs> there are none. There's... None. They're probably going to sign Golden Tate and break on hurt all my dreams. But God, yeah, the NFL is just great. It's it's just it, it just keeps on going. And then the Patriots are literally they're doing nothing. They've done they've done nothing besides re-sign Jason McCourty. They also traded for Michael Bennett. But they did. Yeah, they, 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 that was a few days. That's ago. it. We're over that. I mean, yeah, that was that was that was a, that was a real good move. I'm not gonna lie. Like pretty pretty excited about that one. But um. Michael Bennett also thinks he's going to get Belichick to have a talk with him about, like, Trump. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Like, he was, he was out there saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to have a nice discussion with him. It's like, okay, yeah, good luck. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. You're going you're to walk into Belichick's office and be like, hey, coach, can we, uh, can we talk about football? No. About, about politics? No. Yes. Like, no. get out. No, get out. Get, I'll cut you. I will cut you and bring you back on a Vetman deal in no time. So the NFL's a joke. And any last any any kind of final things because uh, this this turned out being uh which I'm fine with. This is went from being a segment to being uh, an hour and a half long around the NFL, which is once again fine by me because this I don't I have I have all these just stray thoughts I never get to like express in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. But do you have any? You have any? Um, I think we've pretty much gone over everything. <laughs> I think we may have gone every. I'm trying to go over like every team and be like, oh, what team haven't we talked about? Whoever, who hasn't been close to them? The Vikings have done nothing, and their old lines is going to be terrible again. That's fun. They brought back Barr and they cut Sandejo. Like the Rams, I mean, the Raiders did stuff, but they threw a lot of money at shit. They got Tyrell the Niners, Williams. They brought in a guy who misses a bunch of tackles and. Um, Shoot, who else they bring in? D Ford. Oh, uh, D Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to trying to. Yeah. They, they got also, well, they got, um, they got Jimmy G. Alexander. Back. Yes, they did. Yep. I, I I do like Kawan Alexander actually. The only problem is he misses a lot of tackles. I just have this dream of the Patriots getting a getting a linebacker who can cover a wheel route. <laughs> just those are pretty tough to come by. Just ever since they traded Jamie Collins, I'm like every week I'm like, come on. Just guess somebody. Stop telling me it's Kyle Van Noy. Just give, just give me somebody in the front seven who can cover a wheel route. And it just never happens. I wanted Anthony Barr. I wanted. I was really upset when I thought the Jets were getting Anthony Barr and Jamison Crowder. <laughs> I was just... Well, that's the other reason that friggin' teams have so much money to throw around is that teams have so much cap space and then also the NFL gives teams really like every conceivable route to like keep their free agents so top like flight players almost never become free agents 
mm-hmm. unless they like shoot their way out of somewhere, like Le'Veon Bell or Earl Thomas. Like, but like every player, like most of the time, like every player on free agency either is like really good with like some problems or like they're just like not good enough to warrant a big deal from the team that they're with, so they give them to somebody else to give them a big deal. Ooh, 49ers mm-hmm. signing Taven Coleman. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. Now Kevin you got Coleman? Yeah, now you got now Jimmy G. Now you got Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, who got money for some. Oh, good. Kevin Coleman was a free agent. Yes. So now you have no wide receivers, but you have a bunch of a bunch of running backs. Mm. So George Kittle. Ah, they do have George Kittle. George Kittle's really good. <laughs> George Kittle's like one of five tight ends. So, ah, hey, Jimmy G. No excuses anymore. There you go. There you go, Jimmy G. Now you can maybe make it through the season. You can Cut. maybe make it through the season. Now it'll be Nick Mullins' time. God, I remember so specifically watching Iowa games and going, wow, the C.J. Beathard guy. Oh, so Iowa doesn't have an NFL quality quarterback. Good to know. That dude went like the third round. I was like, that's oh, C- yeah. I was like, that's CJ Beathard? That one? The Iowa guy? Who's big and looks like he's gonna say shucks a lot? Oh him? Okay. Oh, okay. Gotta spend a third round. You can get you can get starters in the third round, you know. You can get uh get players you're gonna use. Nope. Beathard. Okay. And then like the best thing he did was like when they traded for Jimmy G, they were like so uh, we're not going to play uh, Garoppolo because our O-line is terrible, but uh, Beathard, man, you you eat those sacks. We'll tell you that. <laughs> and Garoppolo was like in the press conference like, yeah, I got to tell you, that guy's tough. That guy sure is taking it. <laughs> Passed for like 90 yards. But, like he's taking it all. Like he was in the, like, literally, was in the press conference. He's just they're praising how like, much of a beating Beathard's able to take. Like, man, let me tell you, I wouldn't want to be in there. Then they put him in there. And then they gave him more money than anybody's ever gotten for playing football. Remember that? Remember how Jimmy Garoppolo is the highest paid player in the NFL? Yeah. Or is he still? Was he it? had five good games. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's great. Everything is so sensible. He, 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 got, what he, he got what he deserved. And then they're just kind of stringing along the meat shield that is C.J. Beathard. But, yeah, anything else? Any last things? Nah, uh, that's it, man. Well, uh, well, it's been great having you on. Been a real been a real delight. Been real real nice getting to talk to you, man. Real good. Real, can I call you a friend? Are we friends now? Can, can I tell people that, man, uh, urinating tree is my friend? Maybe. Yeah, they'll probably get your weird looks. Like, what? It's I, have one, I have one friend who knows who you are. I'm like, all right, now listen to this episode. I got I have, I, have, I have one friend who's a big fan of yours. So I was like, oh, yeah, I just got him on. I got to know my audience. <laughs> Everybody else, I'm like, oh, I got one of my favorite YouTubers coming on. Like, what's his name? I'm like, Urinating Tree. They're like, is that the guy that you sh- Like, is that the guy who you sh- <laughs> Is that the guy who you show us when you're drunk who talks about, like, the Hawks? I'm like, yeah, that guy. I'm like, ah, it's that guy. That's yeah, you. That's what you're known for around these parts. So, Hey. Something. You got a rep. Two-year deal worth $10 million. And, the, and the Jets paid Le'Veon 14
for more. I don't know, man. But anyway, so it's been wonderful having you on. I will cut this clip up and post it as a podcast, even though this is effectively its own podcast at this point. Um, so yeah, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. Let's work, let's work together. Brother. Let's work together more in the future as we try to brave this growingly terrifying sports media landscape in 2018, 2019. I'm glad I could be on, brother. But yeah, so keep on keeping on. I will I will talk to you again soon, hopefully. All right, dude. Take Good. care, Jake. You too. So yes, we were just talking with the 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 urinating tree. Big big friend, my new my my close personal friend. Urinating tree. So that took wow, he he, he, gave, he gave us a lot of his time. So that'll That'll about do it here for the stadium experience. The award-winning stadium experience. So we'll be back next week, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on 90.7 WXI. And hopefully we'll be able to get the live stream back up. This episode also, of course, like all episodes, will be uploaded to the official stadium experience SoundCloud page. So check it out there. Give it a listen. Listen to the parts you missed, parts you want to re-listen to. And with all that, we will see you next week, right here, Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. So have a lovely week, lovely weekend, and I will see you all next time.